Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Talking Jacks. This episode is brought to you by your first place, Charlotte Independence. Ben, how does it feel to be at the top of the table, sort of? Um, the air's nice up here. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a, it's a weird feeling, um, but, it, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, we're just behind on alphabetical order, yeah. thanks to Bethlehem. Those uh, cheaters. Really thanks to Richmond for sucking, right? Yeah, I mean, second half I did not watch, but the first half was, <laughs> was very bad for them. Interesting. Um, yeah, not a lot of good takeaways. Let's just put it that way. But well. We're not going to talk about that, are we? We're not going to talk about that because we are going to talk about our wonderful Charlotte Independence yeah. and their 4-1 victory over Ottawa Fury FC. Mm-hmm. Our predictions were wrong? Completely wrong. What did you think... pre- you ended up predicting three zero at like Calvert, right? No, two one. Ah, I you said two one. one. Okay. I went the, went the more conservative. Right? Well, I was even more conservative. I said one one draw. Yeah. So um, Calvert was actually the closest out of all of us. Yeah, Calvert. Uh, he got the goal differential right. So he did. Good for him. Um, but yeah, I don't think this game went any way that anyone would have thought. De- it definitely did not. Too. It didn't uh, go the way anybody expected. I mean. Yeah. No one, none of the media experts on USL.com picked us to win. No, uh, Matt, Mike Watts did. Oh, he did? Yeah, shout out to Mike Watts. Okay, He was shout very out Mike cautious Watts. Um, because he, he thought the Enzo thing was going to be very, very not good for us. Well, um, that's kind of remains to be seen. I mean, one game, one game is a very small sample size, so we'll I'll see. I'll give you that. Uh, but I noticed none of the USL show people picked us either. None of them did? No. Oh, not I'm a so single offended. one. I think... I thought one I think did. Evan and Phil maybe both picked a draw. A draw. Okay. But everybody else picked Ottawa. Uh, so, well, suck it. They just weren't very furious, were they? Oh, oh but the, <laughs> bad joke. No, but that color announcer was furious a few yeah. different times. Yeah, it was those color announcers. Um, the one guy wasn't bad, but no, that guy's quirky. I'll give him at least he's quirky. The other yeah. guy's just like, he's like a downer. He is. I've he's noticed a downer. Yeah. The other guy's the upper. He's always like angry. It seems like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. his pro career ended, like, not badly, but like not the way he wanted it to, and he's just bitter. Maybe. So he's jealous of all the guys who are still good to go out and do it. I don't know. Anyways, we'll kind of move on. Yeah. Um. The the highlights. We'll hit the highlights. Cordell Cato. Uh. Scored two goals in his Charlotte Independence debut. Yeah. Um, one of them in the 40, the first minute mm-hmm. from a Donnie, Ki- Donnie Smith corner kick. Yep. And then the second one in the 58th minute uh, from a Joel Johnson uh, slide across the box, kind of on, a, on a, just a beautiful counterattack. That, yeah. that was gorgeous. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. And then Jorge Herrera added a penalty in the 80th minute mm-hmm. after. Cito Siane, am I saying that right? I believe so. After he scored a nice goal with his first touch of the season. Yeah, first touch of the in season. In the 64th minute uh, to make King it 2-1. With, yeah. And uh, then a goal that has now been deemed an own goal was scored in the 83rd minute. I'm still going to refute that. I, yeah, I I still want to give it to Jorge because his original strike, in my opinion, was on target. Just because it took two deflections doesn't necessarily I mean... Matters. I don't know. But then again... Opta. Yeah. I guess maybe in, to argue against it, if it wouldn't have gone off Kyle Porter, then it would have gone well out of range. But 
But that was because that guy blocked. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The, I don't understand. The own goal rule is still a little fuzzy. Yeah. You know, supposedly if the original strike is on frame, it's a goal. But I, I guess a double def- seen a double deflection. Before, I guess double negates deflection. it. Not really sure. Yeah. So, anyways, we digress. It four one mm-hmm. was the final score for Charlotte. Um, it was weird. I felt like four one made it better sound better than it was um i i wouldn't say we completely dominated i think we dominated at times but we weren't consistently dominant through the through the game i would i would agree that in some respect we didn't dominate them well i'll I'll say that we did dominate them because they were not very good as far (laughs) as i'm concerned Uh, or not as good as i expected them to be and consider we were far more crisp. We were far more dis- disciplined. We were far more decisive. Um, yeah. And really, we had all the adversity happen to us. We couldn't have had more. And I'm, I don't know what some things could be going on with Ottawa that I don't know about. That's possible. Um, but really, like, I mean, do you, do you want to go over the starting 11? That surprised, I think, a lot of us. All of us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of us. Um but yeah, so we had Sam Vines, uh, U17, U.S. Men's National Team player, um, loaned from us from Colorado, loaned to us from Colorado, uh, starting at left back. Um, and we had... Yeah, making uh, his professional debut. Yeah. Um, USL debut, all those good things. Donnie Smith is center back. That which, one was what surprised me the most. Yeah. Because he's not... I don't even know how tall he is, but he's... Well, like, not only that, but I've just never seen him... He's just so attack-minded as a left-back anyways. Exactly. Yeah. So, throwing him at center-back was a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And and it speaks a lot to the fact that Calvin Doom's just not ready to play center-back at this level. There's no way he's 5'11". Donnie Smith? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never stood next to him. That's my, that's my judge. That's a like, good point. You know, we, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Kimball Walker is listed like on the NBA.com as like six foot one, and I've stood next to him, and he's probably 5'10. Wow. Like, That's so, like, it, once, once I can stand next to somebody, I can figure That's out fair. if their listed height is correct. That's I mean, fair. he's not he's not like a small dude. Donnie's he's, just, he's a thick guy in a good way. Um, so, <laughs> it's an interesting way I to think, put it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and that. That really surprised me. I will say um, he was the most technically gifted center back on the field. That's for sure. Yes. There was one point where he played this beautiful pass from like the top of it, of our 18-yard box all the way. He split the yeah. forward line, the midfield line, all the way to Calvert's feet. Mm-hmm. And just it was just perfect. Nothing happened after that. Yeah. It, but if, it, if something did, it would it have been on, absolutely it? beautiful. I, it was in the first half, but I don't okay. remember the exact minute. I wanted to clip it, but then my little – my website that I used to use to clip highlights mm. stopped working, so Darn. I didn't get to clip it. But it was a beautiful pass. Okay, I'll, I'll believe you. On it that was one. one that you don't really see from a lot of center backs. I want to say you had a couple of those too, but he he did he was more than serviceable. I, I've seen okay, I will far say worse center backs in the league. Yeah, and I, and I will there. say I was really concerned about him and Sam Vines on the left because yeah, it, it would be one thing if Sam Vines was starting next to. Uh, Lee Jung Soo or mm-hmm. or Bilal or somebody yeah. who's got tons of experience playing center back, but the fact that he was playing next to Donnie Smith, who 
we don't, you know, I don't know, but probably he's never played center back above high school level. Fun fact. Oh. Chris figured this out for us. Chris the last time Donnie Smith played center back was against us when he played for the New England Revolution when we beat him in the U.S. Open Cup. Really? We all know how that went. Um, that's funny. I didn't realize yeah. he played center back in that game. Yeah, I I had no idea. Interesting. Um, yeah, that, that's according to Chris though. So if that's wrong, then mob Chris. Um, but yeah. So and then the other thing that surprised me was Cato flipped sides, if I'm not mistaken, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. we were expecting Cato uh, to start on the right, mm-hmm. and then either Airman or Mawapi to start on the left. Yep. But it was the other way around. Cato started on the left and Mwapi started on the right. And and indeed. Yeah. And uh I wasn't I was kinda surprised that Mwape was starting. Um not in a bad I was way. and I wasn't. Uh he was so electric coming in that scrimmage, that last scrimmage. Yeah. I it, I thought it was gonna be hard to keep him off the field. That's fair. I'll um, I'll give you that. It, it wasn't that Airman was bad. It was just more that Mwapi brought brought so much energy and so much, just I don't know. Yeah, he was he was a spark. He definitely was spark. Um, that's a good word. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. So, I, was there anything that you noticed that we did like tactically that really frustrated Ottawa? Because I have something that I saw um, that I noticed that we I, it, see, it looked. A I think different. I know what you're gonna say, okay. which I'm not gonna say what you. I think you're gonna say unless you don't say it, then I will say it. But okay. <laughs> that was a really long explanation. The one thing I did notice that we did really well that I can't remember we did very well last year is that when we had guys, our fullbacks, moving forward mm-hmm. to attack the ball, progress, and, and that type of thing, um, I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, um, the, the left mids and the right mids replacing them on the fullback positions. Did that happen a lot? I don't think it did. I don't know. Usually what would happen is we would split our center backs out real wide and yeah. June would drop in to be kind of the, you know, in line the third, with, the, yeah. with the center backs. I noticed at least a couple times where, um, drawing a blank, uh, where Sam Vines would go forward to, uh-huh. to go to get across or, or make a break because uh-huh. he had some space and Cato would move back to take over his position. Which I'm sure gave them fits. I mean, Ottawa, especially in the first half, I don't know that they did anything. I mean, they they passed the ball a lot. Um, they held the ball a lot, which we expected, but they they didn't do anything. They with didn't it. create. They had that one very weak shot from right outside the box. It was just kind of a slow dribbler right into Dykstra's arms right at the very beginning. Yeah. But outside of that, they never really did anything in the final third. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a trend, but I, I was going to say, I think the reason for it is we we really forced them back a lot in the first half with our with our press. And I thought yeah. our defense, and this was from my vantage point, and maybe just because I haven't seen them play in so long, but it seemed like we were keeping a much higher line than usual defensively. It looked like it. And, and I think maybe this is where having Donnie Smith play center back was actually an advantage. Mm-hmm. Is we were able to play a, re- a dangerously high line, and force Ottawa to play the ball between their center backs because they didn't want to play those long balls over the top. No, uh, they they don't want to play direct. They wanted to connect and combine in the midfield, but they couldn't do it because no. 
Jorge Herrera and Caleb Cowart were doing a really good job pressing the center backs mm-hmm. and forcing them to just basically pass between each other or pass you know to a midfielder who had to just pass it right back. Oh yeah. Because our you know when they would get the ball to the midfielders, then Kevon George was right there to press up and force him to not be able to pass the ball forward. And so it was we were able to keep a really high line mm-hmm. for a lot of the first half. And I thought that I thought they did that really well. I thought it frustrated Ottawa. And even though they kept a lot of the ball, we it was, it was like they had the ball the in very and... non-threatening places. Yeah, it looks like they didn't know where to go with it. Either. They couldn't. They didn't get any. They, yeah, there was no combination in the final third or anything no. like that, which really played in our hands mm-hmm. uh, and, and helped kind of shield our makeshift backline. You know. Yeah, I mean, considering I was super nervous going into it because I figured, oh God, they've been practicing for. I want to say a month longer than we have. They've had their roster together twice as long as us, I'm assuming. I had seen all the things on their website and their Twitters and, and whatnot saying that they've been scrimmaging and this, that, and the other. They're very confident um, in, in the coach's uh, plan and whatnot. Um, they just didn't. I mean, they only had four shots the whole game. Two, I think, were on target total. That's just not good. Yeah, obviously. we outshot them. Let's see, I have the stats right in front of me, uh, and of course it's being weird now. Uh, this my little thing went away. Oh, here we it go. Attack does that. Yeah, so we outshot them fourteen to four total exactly. in total shots. Yep. With the same uh, accuracy rate, fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So fifty percent of our shots were on target seven, and fifty percent of theirs were on target two, and one of those was was the goal. Although, I mean, I would. I guess it deflected shots still count as on target, basically. Yeah, so, I, I would probably it did. Say I, th- that it was I, on I thought that ball was going wide before it deflected off of Johnson's leg. Uh, so it's hard to know, I thought it could have been called an own goal. To but piggyback on something else? that you mentioned that I want to mention before I forget. Okay. If you looked at the average positioning for both player for both teams, I don't. Uh-huh. Did you ever look at that? I did. Yeah, they're like almost mirror images of each other. Both center backs for, for each teams were very high up. Um, even though I, I wouldn't necessarily think that they were very high up. It didn't feel like. Um, but Well, um, a lot of that is because they were high up with the ball. Okay. We Our center backs were higher up when we were in defense, or starting out, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get, it, okay. That's kind of what I meant by, you know, we had a... When we had when I say we had a high line, I was thinking more defensive than okay. when we were on offense. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting to see that basically... Both teams are like an ear, a mirror image of each other. Um, just we we did it better than they did. Obviously. Well, I I think it's a little bit of they're learning a new system. True. And I think maybe Coach Jeffries just came up with a really good plan. Uh, yeah. We didn't. I don't I don't know if we didn't pass the, we didn't pass the ball well at the start at all. We a lot of guys were struggling. Yeah. Uh, with their first touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a, we had several misplaced passes, which we're not really used to seeing from Charlotte. It, yeah. It's kind as far of as a, the build up I, I think yeah. it'll get better, mm-hmm. but that was that's one aspect of the game that I hope and think will get better as the team as the as they get more match fit as they get more chemistry with one another. Uh, there were just there were quite a few misplaced passes. Mm-hmm. Especially in the first fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. Once uh, I don't know, it was kind of weird. Once there was that big collision at midfield, and uh, Jordan came off, 
and Eckert came on, mm-hmm. it seemed like that kind of settled us down. I don't know why. Maybe it was because really like a the only moment, moment really the only moment I have of note before, um, before that time. Well, I guess that the uh, the Mwapi. Mwapi, sorry. That happened beforehand? The, the offside? Off, off, non-offside, offside, yeah. So For that was a really nice piece of build-up play Jordan, before Jordan that moment. Jordan had a good move to get a well, – Yeah, I was going to talk about that next. Yeah, he had a good move there. After we finished talking about Mwapi not being offside. Because mm-hmm. he was he was in on goal. I don't know if you saw his tweet. I did see. After Jason Bailey uh, tweeted out the, the video clip of it. Where he, you can yeah. clearly see, and then a screenshot where you can clearly see he's way onside. Yeah. He he tweeted out uh, like when the ref doesn't want you to get your first professional goal in your debut. Yeah. It, was, it was really <laughs> it was really good, really good tweet. That was funny. Uh, and then, but no, not like, but yeah, another moment you were talking about there was on the other side some really good build up with Sam Vines getting forward yeah. and connecting, combining with Cato, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Vines cutting it back to. Jordan mm-hmm. and Jordan had that filthy little uh, back and forth inside out yeah that step mm-hmm. where he created that space for the for the shot he just leaned back a little bit too far yeah uh, that but that was a really nice moment where uh, mm-hmm. before unfortunately his night was cut short yeah. um, so I, I, I like Greg Jordan a lot um, obviously we've talked about there's a lot of talent in that central midfield oh yeah uh, because when Jan Ecker came on there was no drop off at all mm-hmm. uh, in fact you could say the level went up. I don't. I think. It, I don't think it's like an indictment on Jordan. I think no. it's just more. Uh, Ekra just provided a spark. He mm. was. I think that the level of the team was higher at that point too. Yeah, that's a good point. The, so. our, our, the rest of the ten guys had settled down and mm. kind of gotten those uh, first game jitters out of the way. Because yeah. I, I, I thought Sam Vines was noticeably uh, jittery. A little bit. He, he had a very loose first touch, a few misplaced passes mm-hmm. at the start. But then that moment that I was just talking about where he kind of got involved in the buildup, that was the first time he really kind of got forward. Mm-hmm. And you could see he was starting to get comfortable. He was starting to yeah. maybe stop thinking and start just playing more. Yep. Um, which was nice to see. I mean, he's 18 years old. In, pl- in having to start probably way before he's really ready. Or was prepared for it. Right. I mean, because I, I, don't know, I don't know how – Long they knew uh, that they weren't going to have Jung Su. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know the extent of the injury or anything like that. No. Uh, but it it couldn't have been maybe more than – I guess they had – so the preseason game last week, they had Meshack starting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there, there's a – you know, the contract situation there is being held up. Mm. Um, yeah. So – I don't know when they found out they weren't going to have Meshack or Jungsu maybe for the first two weeks. Game. But well, he wasn't even there. But no, the maybe week like, before. So right, week and a half. So like tops. maybe a week. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like they he had long to prepare for his first game, first start. You know, to but get he, in that mindset. He but filled I, into that role well. Yeah. He's got all the skill set for it. Um, he even had a couple good crosses, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on on target. Nobody was there, but. Uh, I on think target, I suppose. statistically he had one successful cross, uh, but I don't remember. I don't remember it. Yeah, but it, it, you're right. He did. Um, he did some nice things. He did had some moments where you said, "Hey, he's an 18 year old yeah. playing in professional environment for the first time." Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, 
it could have been a lot worse, to be honest. I didn't expect him to play as well as he played. Yeah, I was, was really nervous about kind of baptism by fire for him. I know he's mm-hmm. a really talented kid. Uh, it's different, though. but I, but yeah, right, he's out there most of the time when he's playing. He's playing with kids his age, maybe two years older. Mm-hmm. But now he's going out there and he's playing, you know, guys with ten years of professional experience or, or more. Has two years yeah. more than he's been alive experience, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's something else too. Speaking yeah. of Herrera, one of my favorite moments was that um, was his yellow card. I don't know why. I just thought it was hilarious that they get I, I, Jorge he doesn't get a lot of yellow cards. He did trip him though. I know, but it was. I didn't notice. I'm, it in we're the jumping game. way ahead in the okay, game, but yeah. it, I just thought it was hilarious that uh, the first yellow card of the season for us went to Jorge Herrera. Did Kevon George not get his earlier? Oh, maybe he did. No, but, I think you're right. I think Kevon did get. Pick up a yellow before Jorge. But even still. I yeah, Kevon picked his time, up in the first half. I can't Jorge even think of the last the time Herrera got a, a yellow card. It's probably last season sometime. I just yeah. can't remember it. So, uh, never mind. It's not that funny now because it's not the first one. Well, it's so. mildly humorous. All right, let me look at my notes here. So, we just talked about... I mean, the first half was kind of... Yeah, up until was, the goal. It was very... So, I, I wrote down, I thought that after from like the 25th minute... Till the till about halftime, we really controlled the game. Yeah, uh, we started in. to yeah we got on the ball, we connected passes pretty well, we created some chances. Uh, oh, the now I remember the cross that he connected, Sam Vines connected was the one that went all the way across to Mwapi and he put it wide. That was a really good chance for a goal because mm-hmm. there's no no pressure on him. Uh, so that was that was nice. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think there was. I feel like there's another chance in there somewhere. There is. I was is just there? about to mention it. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was the first half, but Colin Falvey blocked. Yes, Cato's shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I remember that. That was um, an amazing slide tackle. It was good. Because it was, it was the Wells Fargo save of the game, which I don't know how the uh, Herrera's header wasn't the Wells Fargo save of the game. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Showing your bias. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was a really great sliding tackle because Cato nearly scored his first goal even oh, earlier. Yeah. So. That would have uh, that would have been tough to save, I believe. We're just assuming it was on target, but yeah, it it looked to be. I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of the goal, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. I didn't even realize that he scored it until really I saw the replay. Yeah. Because I know they call they said he scored it, but they just assumed he scored it because he <laughs> celebrated, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Because I don't think anybody anybody in the stadium really knew what he did. Yeah. Any unless you were on the the far side on the opposite side of Jack's militia, you probably had a vantage point, maybe? But maybe. even then, even then, it would, you would have probably been like an own goal? Because it, it looked to me like uh, Jorge headed it, headed it in. Because oh, yeah. from from my angle on the very opposite corner, yeah, that was the only contact I was able to see. Was, okay. Because I saw it kind of flick his hair and then go into the net. But I didn't. I didn't see the touch until yeah. I saw it on the replay. I saw Kato. nothing, honestly. Yeah, I you was just celebrated. Like, oh, okay, the ball's in back. Well, it was kind of like out of nowhere. It was a great ball from Donnie yeah. Smith. So it was funny. Donnie was. It was our I think our first corner of the game, and Donnie was going to take it, and I was like, "Is he still taking corner kicks, even though he's playing center back?" I was like, "That's a little oh, strange." Yeah, that is. Weird. And so I looked at Erica, my fiance, who doesn't know anything about soccer for the most part. So like this mean meant nothing to her. But I was like, "Why are we having our center back take?" Corner kicks. I can't think of another and, time. I've and seen she that. just was like, oh, "Shut up, Alex!" Like, 
Just watch the game. <laughs> and then we scored the goal, and I, I kind of looked at I was like, that's why we have the center back taking the corner kicks. Because I thought, you know, it was just a perfectly weighted ball, and then oh, yeah, the replay was, uh, showed it was it was really good. Originally, I thought he, he got a Golosio. Um, Olympico? Olympico? Is yeah. that a Golosio? No. I think, okay. You're making up stuff. I'm going to call like it that now. Golosio? It sounds like I'm mispronouncing. <laughs> that's going to be a Talking Jacks uh, inside joke there for a the rest of eternity. Golosio. That's what I yelled after the goal. Um, well, Olympico. That's what I thought it was, honestly. I thought it was an Olympico. That went through my head, too. Um, um, and I was like waiting for him, for uh, Matt to go down the, the PA yeah. in and out to score it because I had no idea. <laughs> Because I thought, it was like, it could have been Donnie straight directly. It could have been an own goal. Or it could have been Jorge just kind of skimming it in. But yep. it was none of the above. It was Cordell Cato. Yep. With a really nice back heel. Yes. Um, well, I don't know that it was his heel or if it was the outside of his foot. Because it's hard to see from that angle if it's his, yeah. you know. But that really doesn't matter. It was really finesse, nice touch. Mm-hmm. Did it completely on purpose. Well, no matter what that yeah. one announcer said. He was like... Well, there's no way he was trying to. He was like he was just trying to put it on frame. I was like, isn't, isn't that a that, goal? Like, That's a isn't shot. that what? what he's trying? Like, like he was trying to score. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> he so, forgot what he was doing. Obviously, yeah, it was brilliant. I hope it wins goal of the week. It probably won't because USL hates us. They, they do. They really do. <laughs> they do. If you're listening, USL, stop hating us. Yeah. What did we do to you, Jake Edwards? What did we do to you? Oh, there was also a set piece. I wanted to mention it because I thought it was really nice. Uh, in the 27th minute, so we're going back a little bit. Okay. We had a, like a really nice – a lot of times last year I noticed our set pieces was just a straight up ball into the box, direct, you know, nothing. This one we kind of did a little training ground, training ground routine. Jorge played it out wide to Sam Vines, nobody near him, yeah. who then flicked it right back to him. And so the defense was way more disorganized. And Jorge floated a ball to the back post, and I don't, I couldn't tell if it was Donnie or Bilal who got ahead to it, to head it back across to the back post. But there was nobody there. If somebody had been there, it would have been a tap in. Was, was that the one that the keeper saved? No, it wasn't a save. No. I think it went out of bounds for a, a goal kick or something. Uh, but I, I wrote it down because it was a little bit different of a set piece routine for us. Typically, I noticed we did that a couple times. We played it short and tried to work it a little bit differently than just going direct. It definitely seemed like set pieces were a uh, a focal point. I, I can't think of a game we were this good at set pieces again or before. Well, we were terrible at them last year, both yeah. attacking and defending. So, yeah. I, you know, that hopefully that was something that was addressed in the offseason. It seems like it. Um, but really, there wasn't too much else I can recall about the first No, half. and then the first note I have about the second half was about Jorge's header. Because that was a really nice... Works. Yeah, Calvert, was... Calvert, can, man, it doesn't matter if it's a pass or a shot. He has a rocket on his right yeah. leg. Like that, that cross was just an absolute bullet. And he's surprisingly quick because I did in the course of that play, I was like, get there, get there, and I didn't know so he was really going to get there, but he yeah. got there. He put a really good cross in that was super. It was, it was almost pinpoint. Got him right in the noggin. Yep. He, no, he in. put it right on Jorge's head. It was. Yeah. Perfect. Jorge barely had to move, mm-hmm. and obviously, when the ball's coming that fast, you can't control it really. I and plus he was, I don't know, what, what was he like, 10, 12 yards out? It was not like an easy header or anything. No, if it, it, it would have close, been a, you know, if he would have scored it, it would have been absolute Galicio, as you say. Well, it's almost like that one. He was farther out, but it's almost like that one he scored last year against OCB, in OCB. 
Um, it was similar. He was further out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that one he just kind of had to nod it across yeah. the line. Um, but he can jump. There's there's no uh, there's no sign of age in his body. No, he's the ageless wonder. Mm-hmm. I mean, even his face, he doesn't look 38 or no. 37. He looks he's, uh, 25. I think I saw Duckett tweeted that uh, the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> it's yeah, in that Columbia. Was, that was funny. <laughs> that was good. I thought that was funny. So, I, so. I have a note about the second goal. If you want to jump ahead to the second goal, that's cool. Yes. I so definitely want to talk about the second, the second goal. goal I, want to, I want to give a shout-out to Sam Vines. This has nothing to do with the goal itself. It has to do with the play before the goal. Okay. So Sam Vines is caught inside the box 1v1 and stands him up, stands up the yeah. Ottawa player, forces a, be- a cross that he blocks and knocks it out. Goes for a corner kick, which, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That corner kick leads to our second goal. So, mm-hmm. good job, Sam Vines. It was a really good one, defensive One v one defending, yeah. That's another thing. Like I, I wanted to mention it earlier, but there was never a moment that I can recall where, in the game where you were like, "Oh God, he's a liability. He made a terrible defensive mistake." Did he? <sighs> there was there, there was, was one times. moment in the first half. It wasn't a terrible, terrible mistake, but there was one moment in the first half where he misplayed a pass pretty poorly to Calvert. And then instead of getting back into position, he started chasing to try to make up for it. So he, uh, so he misplayed the pass and then kind of pressed the man who intercepted it, who passed it right past him, chased mm-hmm. it again, and so then left that left flank up. open, and they ended up taking the ball down the left flank. It didn't really result in anything, but it could have had Ottawa taken better advantage of it. Okay. That was the one moment that I thought – well, showing you know showing a lot of inexperience. Was that there. the first half? It was the first half, and it was fairly that. early in the first half. It was, yeah. it, you know, he was up the field and trying to play the ball to Caleb's feet, and then, and, and it was, I think, played it to the left, and Caleb yeah. went right or right and left or vice versa. But it was really what he did after the misplayed pass that kind of made me nervous. Okay. But he didn't do that again, no. so maybe he learned from it. Uh, and two, he was right beside Coach Jeffries, so. Oh, I yeah. imagine he probably got an earful for I'm it. Sure, he <laughs> so, but the goal though on the corner kick. The goal on the, yeah, back to um, the goal. So I've got a very opinionated opinion on this. I want to see what you want to say Ooh, about this because okay. I think you're against what I was. Thinking. Well, yeah, Maybe I've heard a little different. bit of this opinion. So okay. go go for it. Tell your opinion. So Give your take. I saw the goal like a couple different times, and so obviously, I don't even know really why. Falvey was that high up because he's not very tall. I guess he may be kind of tall, but but regardless, he's not the tallest guy on the pitch. And is in the course of the the corner kick, it was very surprising to me to see. I think it was Manicio. Um, he like went back and forth, and then I believe Cato stole the ball from him, or, or is that maybe Johnson took the ball from him? Somebody took the ball from him. Um, and in the course of that happening, it was kind of obvious that the corner, the, the attacking situation was done. Mm. Nobody was running back for Ottawa. Falvey was lost in the box somewhere. Um, I couldn't even, I guess Manicio was the other center back. Um, but it may have even honestly been um, the guy that came in, um, Salazar. Mm. I, I think they both had similar hair, so it was throwing me off. But um, but regardless, Is that the guy with the Jazzy Zardes hair. Yes, the Jazzy, the Canadian Zardes. Um, 
But yeah, it was just super surprising to me that nobody just wanted to get back. And they, they had... And Herrera was running full speed. He was doing a, a three-quarters Donnie running, um, <laughs> like, in that in that sense. And uh, it was just, it was really a pinpoint, we know what we wanted to do. Ottawa did not know how to get back. Or, and they didn't they didn't seem to have any desire to get back. It's, it felt like to me. Um, I may be looking at it from a negative perspective. Yeah, but, maybe so. Yes, yeah. I just I didn't think that at all. I thought I, I I can see what you're saying about some of them not getting back. Yeah. But so basically, what happens is the guy with the Jossie Zardes hair, after the ball is cleared by I think it's I think it's uh, Donnie Smith that clears the ball. Yeah. And the guy with the Zardes hair thinks he's got it. He just th- he he slows down because he doesn't realize Cato's there. Cato mm. comes out of nowhere, takes the ball from him, and he's jogging already, so he's done. There's no way he's catching him. And then you see Joel Johnson go full sprint, fast. You know, Johnson's fast with the ball, but he's ten times faster without the ball. Mm-hmm. He starts. He gets on his horse, and th- nobody's catching Joel Johnson. I don't care. Yeah. He. I mean, he's got a. The two Ottawa defenders have nearly a 10-yard head start when he starts running, and he blows by them. Yeah. I So I think it was a little bit of skill. And then, of course, there's the guy who tries to slide and get, and take the pass out, but he's too he's too slow to get there. And then Johnson blows by the defender, and that guy sliding opens up the gap the for Cato to come back was, uh, in. It's Kyle Porter, wasn't it, number 90? Uh, no. Guy Porter, I think, is the guy who chases Johnson to the corner. And then, yeah, okay. I think that's what I was thinking. So, of. from my vantage point, this was all unfolding right in front of me. Yeah. And so, from my angle, I see Jorge Herrera streaking down the left. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm I'm like, give it to Jorge. Give it to, because the keeper's coming off his line. I was like, he's going to take the ball. Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, just lay it off for Jorge, and it's a tap in. Yeah. But uh, Cato takes it himself and finishes really well. Yeah. So, no I'll complaints here. Because he I was really worried. If that if that had gotten saved, oh man, that would have been bad. Herrera would have been pissed. Ah, he, he did get frustrated at Moapi at one point, but I don't know that I would have seen. I don't know that he would have shown it at this point in the game. Well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I thought I thought he should have laid it off, but looking at the replay, uh, it's kind of it was an easier angle than I thought it was from because I'm sitting, you know, on that in a that section. Up, it, yeah. It's that the angle is a little bit. But he hard to see. But so, you know, the two fastest guys on our team uh, took advantage of their speed. Yeah, they took advantage Uh, of their speed. So I don't think it was necessarily an effort thing from Ottawa. It was more just they weren't in a good position. You know, once that guy was jogging, he had no chance because Cato's already in a full sprint when he touches the ball the first time. So that's fair. I mean, it may be a little bit, uh, but I think I think it's one of those things can be two things situations. Uh. Oh, we nothing else like we capitalized and we. That was the the one of the major keys to the game. I would say is we were very quick on the counter. Yeah, that's which is something right we're there. not usually. That's that's a different facet to our game, I and mean, we've mm-hmm. been. We've scored counterattacking goals before, but it's never really been a staple. No, and it wasn't that cohesive, I wouldn't think. We were pinpoint passing back and forth. 
people knew where to go. People knew where to threaten the defense to spread them out. Um, and really, I was honestly very concerned having Cato as a, an essence replacement for Estrada um, because I did not know that he was going to be that clinical in front of net. Um, I thought he was going to honestly be a liability based on the fact that he it felt like he was more of a fullback than a, than a winger. Um, but yeah, he was really good. Um, he's, he's super quick. He's like deceptively quick too, I would think. Um, and he fits in, he, he fits in really well. He, uh, he could not have had a better debut other than if you had a hat trick, but that's asking a lot. It is asking a lot to get a hat trick on your debut. I, you know, two goals is great, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. You think maybe he was just being played out of position for all those MLS teams because he plays in that outside attacking role for uh, Trinidad and Tobago. If, okay. So uh, yeah. maybe it's just one of those things where uh, Coach Jeffrey's system fits him better as an attacker than whatever, you know, San Jose's had several different managers uh, in the past few years. So, yeah. maybe, you know, could be just a fit thing. Very possible. So, uh, there was a goal not long after that by Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a quick, basically, it seems like we've given up the same goal this preseason and game in regular season now. Oh, all yeah. three times, all three times that we it, that we've seen it at the Sportsplex. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, funnily enough, all three have been facing that goal that yeah. that side of the field. It's been almost the exact same thing. Turnover in our own end. Mm-hmm. We don't get back and organize quick enough. And somebody either, I mean, the one, I mean, it's almost carbon copy. Yeah, that's like, a really good point. This one was a really nice backheel flick yeah. by the guy with Jazzy Zarda's hair, mm-hmm. uh, and then a, the ball took a deflection, but it was still a, it was still a quality finish from uh, his his jersey says Cito. I think so. it's Saito Sioni. Saito Sioni, right? I okay. Um, he's Spanish. It was a really good finish, though, even yeah. though it took a deflection. Because mm-hmm. um, if he takes a touch there, I don't think he scores. Yeah. So hit, hitting that first time off the back heel caught everybody by surprise. I thought we were just we were just caught out. We yeah. nobody yeah, was in the insane. nobody was in the right position, yeah. and everybody was scrambling. Uh, it 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 happens. Uh, I would like to see us not give the ball away in that situation. I don't. I, yeah. The stream kind of cut. The camera, I don't know if they were showing a replay or what, but the camera didn't seem to catch the exact moment that the ball kind of turned over, so to mm. speak. Um, but maybe I just missed it. I don't know. No, it was definitely the weaker moment, or we, our, our weakest moment of defense in the game. And honestly, in that moment, I was terrified we were going to get a draw. Yeah. I was so, really, considering how well we had played up to that point, um, Maybe how not well they had been playing. Um, I was very frustrated that we may be getting a tie rather than a, a full-on win. Yeah, so from that goal until really right before the penalty, that was the only 10 to 15-minute stretch that Ottawa really did anything in the final third. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that they I really felt like they were starting to threaten us on goal. I think they had that one shot that went wide. 
Yeah. That was a pretty decent attempt. I think it was from just outside or just inside the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, I forget who shot it, but. I thought they were saying, I think it was Hayworth. Maybe so. I think so. it was Hayworth. I thought they said Howard, but then again, the commentators <laughs> said three different people's name for everybody. Yeah, it I was. Think they called Herrera Herrero at one point. Who's num- it was their number nine. That's Hayworth. Hayworth, yeah. yeah. So he that was his only shot of the game, and it was. Although wait, hold on, it's confusing. Yeah, it was just off target to the right. I had the little shot, mm-hmm. shot map up on the screen, uh, but that was the moment that they came kind of closest to equalizing, in my opinion, um, and then really. It was really that 10 to 12 minutes that that was really their only time they really did anything. Yeah. Like attacking wise. Mm-hmm. And so they had us on our heels. Um, but then we had that it, nice, that build up to the goal, to the penalty, sorry, was really nice. Uh, yeah. The, I was going to share the clip. Uh, I finally got it done. <laughs> it took me a while. But there's a, it, it starts out with a really nice long pass from Dykstra. You know, it's it's weird having an aerial threat like yeah. fo- going forward. So it, we just had a really nice build up. It starts on the left. It goes to the uh, goes to Caleb who flicks it to Jorge, flicks it to Mwapi, and then Mwapi dribbles all the way from the right side of the field to the left side of the field, and then combines really well with Cato and Sam Vines. Mm. And Sam Vines came really close to putting the ball right into Cato's feet for a shot. But yeah. then it got it got blocked, leading to the corner kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was Sam Vine's best moment of the game. I thought because yeah. he got he he gets a touch at the very beginning of the build up at the back, does combines really nicely like a one two pass, mm-hmm. goes up the field and then links up again at the final third. Yeah. And, and all and comes if he'd have just put in a a better ball, to either Cato or behind Cato was Moapi. I think that's a goal. I think that's an assist for yeah. for Vines. So that was that was his best moment in my opinion. Yeah, that was just, a very good. Uh, he just needs to work on his delivery in our system at that moment. Yeah, he just needs uh, to work on his delivery at the end, but worked out for us because then yeah. Caleb Calvert gets taken out in the box. Yeah, there has been some, you know, according to the announcers, it was a controversial call. I don't, I didn't see any controversy. The guy grabs his jersey, yeah, gets away with that, and then hugs him and <laughs> knocks him down. Where the ball and you saw where the ball landed. That's, that's it landed like thing. four yards from where he fouled him. So he like, would have been there if he wouldn't have fouled. Him. Yeah, he had the position on him and everything. And on top, of well, it, it doesn't matter. That, you know, yeah. that has nothing to do with. It. He fouled him in the box. It's a penalty. I think so. It, it wasn't a soft penalty. Caleb didn't. I didn't think Caleb went down all that easily. He may have slipped or I tripped. I mean, but theoretically, you can stay on your feet a lot of times when you get fouled, but yeah. you don't. It's just nobody criticizes you for going down unless you're in the box. Mm-hmm. But then if he doesn't go down, and it, it's still a foul, but it doesn't get called if he doesn't go down. It's one of those yeah. situations. So I have no problem with him going down there. I didn't think it was, you know, I didn't think it was a soft call. That was a clear penalty. I, I, for whatever reason, I guess my eyes were just drawn to the, the tallest player we had on the pitch. I was watching him the whole time. And well, yeah, it happened right in front of me. Like. Mm-hmm. I had, almost, I, like, I had a better okay. view than the referee, probably. Oh, the, well, the referee... <laughs> he was well, from behind. I saw it from the side. Yeah. But the whole time I was watching him, and I was like, okay, he's holding him. 
There's a little much there. He's still holding him. Because he like had his jersey. Well, he like, grabbed his jersey on. first. That was the mm-hmm. that was the first tell. When you grab a jersey, then automatically the referee's eyes are going right to you. And he was he was so he just the kept he kept fouling him after that. So that was so. You know, I thought it was pretty obvious. Yeah, sure. No it arguments may not always get called, but it should. But and that's the in thing. my opinion, it should that should always get called. You yeah. you foul somebody that obviously in the box, it should get called. If you do that in the center of the field, you're going to get a foul. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, anyways, Jorge steps up, puts it away. Thought he got a little bit lucky. Thought he put it a little too close to the goalkeeper. Could have put it further away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little scared. But he, he got away with it, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. San Jorge scores a goal. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, like two minutes later, happens that wild deflection goal. Mm-hmm. At, at pretty much at, after the, the penalty kick goal, their spirits were broken. They they pretty much gave up. Yeah, they I, were pretty deflated. They were deflated. They looked to me. They looked tired, mm-hmm. uh, and we looked. We didn't look that tired, to be honest. Um, and yeah. then Jorge's goal that was later ruled a non goal happened, and then it was kind of party time. Uh, yeah. It was party time for that guy behind me from like the first minute. We haven't really gotten to talk about that, but shout out to that guy. Section 108 was lit for the first time. It was yeah. crazy. He, uh, I've seen uh, gifs and, and screenshots of uh, he was. He was living. Video he I was saw. living his best St. Patrick's Day life to be. Oh. I mean, he had a flask. Oh, he, had he, a flask. he had a flask. Yeah. Wow. That's a bold. So he he peaked about the same time as the the penalty. His his singing and his his singing was wrong like wow. i was try, i kept trying to like sing like egg him on and sing with him and he he kept messing it up so i just gave up and <laughs> i was getting side eye from my fiance there's no for egging him on drunk, man. uh it was great it was absolutely fantastic yeah uh, we need more of that in section 108 yes in all the sections we need a an aggressively drunk but not aggressively maybe no not aggressive he wasn't aggressive he was just belligerent Flagrantly Well, drunk. belligerent, is that the right word? Belligerent. That might not be the right word. No. Obnoxious. He was obnoxious. Obnoxious is a better word, yeah. But it was like good kind of obnoxious, in it my opinion. It might have been, he was, his wife was not happy about it. I will oh, say yeah, that. his wife was Or him? white partner, I don't know, I didn't, you know. Girlfriend. Yeah, whatever. Okay. But she was yelling at him, it was great. She was like, he was singing a song, and she would like cut in and be like, we know, shut up. <laughs> like when he would take a break, it was great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, there's, man, if you haven't seen the video, you need to see it. We'll yeah. Just send us a d- direct message and we'll send it to you if you haven't there's seen the video. There's a certain one that I saw where he was doing his thing and singing songs, and then it pans to the right where these, like, All three these, children are okay, just, like... Okay, no, the best part, we're getting, like, really awkward. into the weeds here, but the best part of all of this is that these kids were, like, going at him, like, back to him. So there was one... Uh, Gosh, I can't remember what they said, but it was so funny. It was like they they were just they were just clowning him because they were like, "You're drunk," but they were singing it back to him. Ah, I can't. I wish I I should have written down what they said. That's pretty bad. Because it was mocking you. Oh, it was great. They were they were hilarious. This was like the highlight of my game. Besides the independence winning, yeah, hearing this guy like go crazy and and do all these Jackson Militia songs incorrectly was just it was absolutely fantastic i can't That's cannot awesome. recommend it enough yeah so we'll move on from that mm-hmm. uh four one do you think that's a fair score line 
this got brought up in the commentary. I thought it would be an interesting topic. Do you think 4-1 think it, is a fair scoreline? I don't think 2-1 was more indicative. I mean, we were very decisive in our opportunities. We didn't even talk about the, the Calvert uh, fast break where he... Uh, oh, where he should have scored? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bounced off the I know he, I know it hit post. the post, but he should have scored. Should have scored. I feel like he should have gotten up because I feel like he thought it was going in. So he was just like, hooray, I'm going to celebrate on the ground. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to be sad on the ground. Yeah, um, it was... Not his best moment of the game. I thought he played well. I thought he was good. Uh, he just that one. That was that one moment. I was like, oh, he absolutely should have scored that. Yeah. Uh, but I, it, it was funny. So when I was at the when I was seeing, I didn't realize that that guy had kept him onside. I thought the ref just blew the call. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, he was ten yards offside. It was close. And and the guy behind me said the same thing. He was like, yeah, that guy. He's like, I don't know what that assistant's doing. Like, he's yeah. got to raise the flag there. And I was like, oh well, he missed it anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> But then I, when I was rewatching the game today, I was like, "Oh no, there's a guy on Ottawa, cha- who at the, who was down in the corner like chasing Herrera, maybe, which Ottawa players chasing Herrera was kind of a theme." Yeah. Uh, so he he actually ended up keeping Caleb on side because he, really? he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I don't even think I saw that. He wasn't paying attention. <clears throat> he thought you know the ball had been cleared or something, so he was just walking and mm. kept Calvert on side. It was great. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I thought three one would have been a fair scoreline. Yeah, four. I thought four one four one kind of flattered our performance. I didn't think we were three goals better than them, on the on the day. But I'll take I'll take those extra goals any day. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely take it. I think uh, we were better than a C minus. <sighs> yeah, I would agree with that. I I said I told you I think I think B minus would be my minimum. I mean, we what was their conversion rate? I figured this out last night. He scored what? Four well, we had goals seven, seven shots, shots, but the PK doesn't count, and the own goal doesn't count as a shot on target. So, two out of oh. seven. So two. I, I assume. Good. I assume they're not counting. It's still thirty percent. That's good. Twenty-eight. I'm rounding up, but twenty-eight's not bad. Um, yeah. But really, that, I mean, that's the thing is we were very decisive. Um, as the game progressed. We had a really good second half. I did, that just if it dawned on me. We, we had a really had good, good second, second half, half, except for that ten minute stretch. But we came and we came but back. But we from that resilient. Too. Yeah, we were resilient. Um, yeah, the team showed a lot. I'll, I'll admit. Um, really encouraging game, considering all the adversity we had going into it, and considering I was very nervous to begin with, and then the Donnie Smith as center back. Scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, but really, like, the only thing that kind of concerns me moving forward, I guess we can transition to this, is that uh, Dykstra really wasn't tested very much. Um, I mean, he only had the four shots, two on target. Um, he didn't get tested very much. And Ottawa just... I'm more inclined to think that Ottawa hasn't figured out the system more so than I think that's we fair. were that good. We capitalized. The thing is, we capitalized. We capitalized in, on almost every mistake they made. Mm-hmm. And you look at games at the end of last year, we didn't do that. No. We had decent opportunities. We didn't necessarily play terribly. Yeah. But we lost lost five in a row. Is that right? Six. six. I think we lost our five last five regular season games and then lost the playoff game. Yeah. Well, in that. Well, tonight Herrera scored his first goal since July of very last true. year. Yeah. So that that's I mean, a big thing, um, but that's 
it's a very positive game, but I'm, like I said, I'm more inclined to think that Ottawa, I think they'll get better. Um, luckily, I, when do we play them again? We play them in like a month, maybe. Okay, good. Um, it's they very, still won't be settled. No. See, I think Ottawa's going to be kind of like Orlando City B was last year, where they really weren't a good team for the first half of the season, but towards the back half of the year, they started to figure things out, and they started to be really hard to beat. I think they had an unbeaten run of like a month. I think Ottawa could do that this year. Okay, yeah. Because no. OCB was like really close to the playoffs there at all the way till the end because they had improved so much from the beginning of the year because we played them twice at the beginning of the year, and they really – we, we kind of blew them off the pitch in that one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one at the Plex? No, the one uh, down in Orlando City Stadium where uh, Slowjik's oh. Army was there. That was that that game. I think we beat them like three or four to one. Three one. Uh, and you know there there was it was not even that close. But yeah. then they came and played us at the Plex later in the summer, and they they we they were really tough to play against. Uh, I think Ottawa could be that kind of team this year. I think they'll get better. Um, I hope they get better. Um, they had some pieces. Their defense was not as good as I thought it was going to be. I just think oh, we don't play them until June. I was really wrong. Ah, you're wrong. Um, they are. I, I, so I think we'll see a very different team when we play them in June. Yeah. Because uh, th- by then they'll start to have figured the system out. They'll figure out who their best lineup is. How you know how they can better attack in the final third because their buildup was pretty decent. They just couldn't do anything once I don't they, think they had a midfield. Honestly. We did we did really control the midfield. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that that's because their midfield was bad. I think our midfield was just really good. Mm. Okay. That's gotta, we have a question. We'll talk about that. Okay. Because we I've have a question a, about that. So. Yeah. Let's transition into questions. I, although no, I do want to say one thing. You said you were worried that Dykstra, uh, hasn't been tested, and I was like, I have a note here that straight from the commentary. Uh, apparently, when they spoke to Coach Jeffries before the game, he said Brandon Miller could be cleared to play as early as this Monday. I saw that, which I was kind of, I was happy about. So I'll I'll take that. I mean, we saw him in the stands. He still had that bandage on, not bandage, the, the, the little brace, s- whatever. Yeah. yeah, splint. 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 That's the word. There you go. There's the medical term but for it. But if he's cleared to play as early as Monday, then he can start getting into practice and start competing for that spot again. There you go. So. I I didn't think Dykstra. I thought Dykstra looked a lot more confident coming off his line. The, the communication was a lot better than it was mm-hmm. in that one final in preseason first, game. Like 15, there was there was a one there was one moment oh, where there was, uh, it was both uh it was like a triangle. It was like Donnie, Bilal, and Dykstra. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who should attack the ball, and I think it, no. Dykstra ended up having to just sprint to the ball and 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 clear it long. Mm-hmm. But that was the only moment. After that, the the communication seemed to go a lot better. Um, but yeah, so let's move into Twitter questions because yes. we're running a little long. Oh, we're already at the fifty-five minute mark. Oh wow. Yeah, but it's nice when we only have to talk. When we only can talk about the game that happened, we can go we can deep, deep dive. Yeah. yeah. So first question from uh, Chris Davis. Chris has like four questions, so what we're just gonna do all in a row. Yes. Said, was Charlotte that good? Was Audible that bad? We kind of just talked about that. Yeah. I think a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I thought Charlotte was a lot better than Ottawa mm-hmm. on the day. Um, and I thought it was a combination of Charlotte having really good moments and Ottawa just 
I didn't think Ottawa was necessarily bad. Either. It was just like when we made mistakes, they didn't punish us. No. And then they made more. They made a lot of mistakes, and we punished nearly every mistake they made. Mm-hmm. That was really the difference in the game. Yeah. So we kind of addressed that one already. So we'll kind of move on. This is the question we can kind of talk about because okay. you. He, he says, Chris Davis, what do you think of the midfield? Did Ekra put in a good enough performance to challenge for a starting spot? So you don't think our midfield was like really good on Saturday? Maybe I was really hyped up on Kevon George, but I don't think he was that good. What? I don't. I completely, vehemently disagree. Okay. I thought Kevon George absolutely bossed the midfield. Yeah. He defensively, he was an anchor. He was he, good. No, I don't know. no. He defensively, he was great. His distribution was good, not great, but defensively, he was an absolute destroyer. He destroyed attacks. Maybe too much though. I mean, he he had, he had the one he had the one yellow card that was not a smart foul because that he yeah. he fouled a center back on a counterattack. Just you know, oh, let yeah. him go. <laughs> Let him he go. Don't foul him. It was not as. He did the. Oh! Yeah, but I mean, he took him down yeah. on a break. It that's was a, a, that's an automatic yellow card. Yeah. But I thought, other than that decision, uh, I thought he was brilliant. He made a lot of tackles that we're just not used to seeing our midfielders make. You don't see June Marcus I'll Davidson go into a sliding challenge to cut out a pass. He's, he was he's just not. He's just a completely different style of player. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought. It helped our – I thought he shielded our back line really, really well. Uh, I, 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 part of it is I just really like seeing that kind of player. I really like the, yeah. the midfield destroyer. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a position I really like to watch. Um, maybe, I just thought, I thought he bossed. I, th- I figure I'd be in the minority in that decision. That's okay. I, no, I just don't know disagreement is good. It makes for a good posta- podcast. Maybe as much as I was hoping he would have. Well, what were you expecting? Were you expecting him to be more like June? Maybe. See, I think the problem is they all the releases kind of hyped him up as like he's very similar to June. I don't think he's that similar to June at all. I, I think he's a completely so. different type of player. He's not really even a holding center. I mean, he is a way, maybe. He's not the anchor man. Like, he's not going to be... The, the tempo guy, like Davidson I, was. I, yeah, I don't think he is. Yeah. But he does, I don't think that's his, I don't think that needs to be his role. I think he can do that from time to time, but I don't think he's yeah. going to be a, just like a passing distributor. He's more of a defensive player. Yeah. But I'll give you that. Um I'm curious to see how many touches he even had compared to Oh no, he had a lot of touches. He had 64 touches and he had a high hit 88.9 um at pa- oh, excuse me, passing accuracy. Um, he had eight tackles. I would not have expected. See, that. yeah, that's good. See what I'm saying that is a new dimension. I'll definitely, I'll give you that. Um, I just, I thought he was great. So I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. All right. All right. Next question: Was the Irish beer good? Some of us couldn't drink it. For those of you who don't know, Chris Davis is working an internship for mm-hmm. Matthews Mint Hill Weekly. Is that right? That is correct. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so he's covering the independence professionally. Uh, until like May or June, something like that. So he uh, will not be able to drink with us at the games or sad. hang out at the games. We're gonna pour a beer out for him. <laughs> but the Irish beer was delicious. It was. You thought it was delicious. I thought it was delicious. It was I okay. thought it was uh, better than Guinness. Whoa. I don't. I don't even think. I, like I. 
I don't even feel bad. I thought it was better than Guinness. And I like Guinness. Guinness, no. So. Guinness has nostalgia, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, <laughs> I'm really glad that the blue cups are back. What? I know that those are controversial, but I'm a big souvenir guy. So the little souvenir cups, nice touch. So you're, you're a collector of old sponsorships? Uh, I mean, hey, they're probably just leftover. They probably found a box of them when oh. they moved offices. That's probably <laughs> what happened. Uh, Spring cleaning, they're like, what do we do They're with like, these? what do we do with all these old cups? Give them away, use them at the games. I missed the cans, but that's maybe. They, they, may, they may come back because of the. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. <laughs> no, it's definitely 16 ounces. That was, the, the that was the nice thing. There was not a lot of foam in that Irish beer. I don't, I don't even know what it was called, to be honest. It was O'Hara's uh, Dry Irish Stout. Okay. Yeah. i have to look for it in the store now. Nope. All right. Next question from Chris is, going for the most questions record, Would you? <laughs> this is a silly question. I didn't realize this was a silly question. Would you rather have the ability to turn invisible but only while screaming or the ability to multiply yourself but each time you do, you have your IQ? Like have like fifty percent. It's two bad options. Um, the first one isn't helpful. Don't think about it too much. We got we got a lot more questions, so just. Spit <laughs> I'm going it. with option two, because it would you just split yourself twice and then you're. See, I don't even know that I use it. I don't know. This is a really weird question. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really value being invisible that much, so I would take option A, because I can scream. For a long time, if I need to be invisible for whatever reason. Yeah, but it defeats the purpose. I don't know. That's well, it doesn't say it. Well, that's true. Because yeah. then everybody can hear you. That's the thing. But then everybody's freaked out, so I don't know. <laughs> Everyone just thinks you're a ghost. <laughs> it I doesn't matter. All right. Uh, Zach Hall asks, player of the match. Uh, it's a question. Who's the player of the match? Um, in the stadium, I thought the triangle between Joel, Mwapi, and Kato was fantastic down the right flank, yep. with Mwapi making stuff happen and creating a lot. I definitely agree with that statement. When they all three linked up which was not a lot because they were Mwapi and uh Kato were on opposite wings mm-hmm. but there were moments when they would drift one of the one of them would drift yeah um and they were really good as a as a trio I, I liked that a lot I think I'd probably have to go with with Kato I mean yeah. he had the two goals Kato. I, I would um, agree with that I thought every time he touched the ball he was super dangerous because he had yeah. also had that shot that got blocked mm-hmm. he had another moment where uh, he had that moment where Sam Vines, if he had slipped the ball to him, he probably scores his third goal. Very true. Uh, I, he was he was really good. Yeah, it's hard to argue. It's, it's interesting to see how much more um, confident he was in the game compared to the previous uh, yeah. preseason game. And he I mean, was a completely different fullback too, uh, being Sam Vines. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think we're in agreement. But Ekra was really good. Ekra was really good. Um, I know that was Jason Bailey's answer for man of the match was, yeah, was Jan he, Ekra. Um, and he's actually changed his Twitter name to Jan Ekra Fanboy. Yeah. So shout out Jan Ekra Fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I thought Jan, I thought Jan Ekra was really good. Um, he. Uh, yeah, he was we didn't really answer confident. that part of Chris's question. Do you think he played well enough to challenge for a starting spot? I think. I, mean, yes. I would be surprised if he doesn't start over George. Sim- but, but you mean granted, Jordan. Jordan, I'm gonna mess that up all darn it's, season. It's it's tough because it really you is. got Greg Jordan and Kevon George. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm gonna call him so George, many first Greg names. George, at some all the point. all those first names get confusing. Yeah. 
But Eckhart was really good. Was I very, agree. That was probably the most decisive we've seen him in. He was in his, he was in his best position. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Right? Um, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Gary asks, how well did the makeshift backline do? We, we kinda, weren't caught out of position, really. There were, yeah, I mean, I can't really think of a time where I was like, ah, like. Other than the goal. Other than the goal. And the goal I wouldn't even put necessarily on the the back four. I think the goal was kind of a collective breakdown. Oh, yeah. Between Nobody the made back a good move on that move. Eight. I don't even think Dystra. We've, I've, it got deflected, but I think Dystra came off his line a little quick. I think, I think so, too. I think he was off his line because we had possession and he didn't get back in time. But that's a, still fair point. Should have been further back, and then he yeah. might have been able to be in better position. But I'm not a goalkeeping expert, so I don't. I have a hard time critiquing that. We need to get um, Brad. Brad. Yeah. Brad, watch that highlight because I think Brad listens. Brad, if you're listening, watch that highlight and let us know what you think about uh, Dykstra we and that on that goal. Expertise. Thank you. <laughs> um, next question. Also from Gary, it's probably for my dog. Favorite squeaky toy? Because I don't play with squeaky toys. Yeah, but uh, really Sadie's favorite squeaky toy right now is it's like a bone. It's not really a bone. I don't know. She uh, she likes to play fetch with sticks, but it's uh-huh. a it's a squeaky stick looking thing. It's her favorite. Okay. We have to. We only have one brand really that we can buy her now because she destroys everything. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She is a. She's what they call a power chewer. Power chewer? Is that yeah. a term? That's what they use on like the toy, the brands. That oh. It's like made for like moderate chewers to power chewers. And she's a power chewer for sure. Wow. She also has this uh, green squeaky donut that mm-hmm. that's that's been. You heard a lot last episode. Yeah. She's normally if that's if there's a squeak on the podcast, it's definitely the green donut. Yeah. So maybe that one's her favorite. I, I, I say the stick because that's a newer toy. So she's been playing with it uh, a lot more. Yeah. That so. makes sense. All right, moving on. I like that question, though. Good question. Mm-hmm. Always down for the dog questions. Uh, Richard asked, uh, what were your thoughts seeing the lineup before the game versus what you thought at full time? Which has kind of been a theme of the episode. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go first since you've already talked about it. I was really nervous. I texted you and Chris when, I, when the lineup came out, and I was like, I was like uh, it looks like Donnie is playing center back <laughs> and Sam Bynes is playing left back. I was like, that makes me nervous as hell. Yeah. Like, because... I mean, I trust Donnie as a left back. Yeah. I had no idea he was, you know, it's not as easy as he made it look. I thought no. I thought he did really well. I, I wrote about it in my article. He was my third player who mattered. Uh, I thought his effort, not effort, uh, his performance was really solid. He really showed out of position. well as a defender. Yeah. Um, he really excelled. Even as a center back, he even wants some. Because when I when I think about him, in his skill set, I think his technical his technical ability is super high class. Yeah, really technical. Can put in a ball, can get Mm -hmm. forward. It's really threatening down the left. Yep. And then like his defensive qualities are there, but they're not at the forefront of my mind. So. When I, when I think of how that's going to translate as a center back where your defensive uh, capabilities have to be better than your technical ones, mm-hmm. it, it, it worried me a little bit. Oh, but yeah. he showed really well. I thought he, he did a really good job communicating with Sam Vines on the left, communicating with Bilal on his right. Mm-hmm. 
I have no complaints about the but about the back line, especially considering, uh, all, you know the injuries and the contract situation with Meshack and all that. So, yeah. uh, hat tip to all you guys. That was really good. Yeah. And then Kevon shielding them, I thought was great too. So I thought I thought he took some of the pressure off. Um, and then another question <laughs> from Richard: From your position in the stadium, rate Jack's militia's performance. We're gonna have different ratings because. You can. You're a lot closer to them. I am a little closer. Uh, yeah. Factoring noise, songs, rhythm, and smoke. Also, please account for external influences beyond our control, like the wind and boisterous fellows in full St. Patrick's garb. <laughs> I don't know if that's a reference to our Section 108 buddy or not. No, it might I be. Th- is there somebody? They're, is there something else? Roy. See, I missed. He, I missed out. Oh, oh, you weren't at Temple Moho. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. You, you didn't catch. The, yeah, there was a guy with a kilt and a beret. Oh wow. And uh. He was, was he very, at the game too? I think I hear he was at the game. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Jack's militia did really good. They made me very envious of them. Get, all right, I, give him a rating out of ten. I, he didn't. He didn't. 10. He didn't say rate out of ten, but I'm just gonna assume it's like a player rating. Player rating. So do it out of C minus. No. <laughs> out of ten, Ben. I, know, I was making a. a I know you're making a reference. Um, I'm gonna go with an eight. Wow. I'm gonna go with an eight. Well, considering. I was being ear blasted by the guy behind me for 30 out of the 90 minutes. I'm I'm going to give that guy a 10. <laughs> and I'm going to give Jack's Militia a 7 and a half. Oh. I couldn't he, he this guy was distracting. Yeah. Next if he's less drunk less game next game, I'll focus more on Jack's Militia. My problem with Jack's Militia is I am too far away. You are I am in the opposite far. corner. So all mm-hmm. of their voices are pointed away from me essentially point, yeah. they're pointed towards the kind of near your section so yeah. you can hear them a lot better than i can sometimes point. i can't tell what song they're singing because the drums are louder than the than the voices but mm-hmm. that's not a criticism that's just a statement it's a statement i'm not saying they need to be louder i'm just saying be louder is what he's saying yeah no i'm not saying that i thought they were great just they thought the guy great. the guy behind took stole the show <laughs> one the one man jack's militia stole the show yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. That's just a statement. Uh, <laughs> Zach Leishner. Oh, hey, Zach. He asks, is Ottawa still a playoff team or is Charlotte just that good? It's kind of similar to Chris's question. I don't know that Ottawa's a playoff team. If they um, don't get this together in the first I, seven weeks, then no. I just think... They had they brought back too many players from a team that played an entirely different style. Towards the end of the season, they played kind of to similar. then flip completely flip and go possession and attacking. I, I just think yeah. I, th- I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but I don't think that means they're a bad team. I think probably the fir- the top ten teams in the East this year, I think, are all gonna be really solid teams. Yeah. Maybe even top twelve. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a brutal battle. For the playoffs, there's going to be at least so some some good teams are going to be left out. There's going to be three teams minimum that are going to miss the playoffs that did not have a bad season. Um, I mean, I was looking at it last year. I think the difference between Cincinnati at in the sixth spot and OCB in the ninth spot was six points. I think. Yeah, Maybe so just like a couple of results four. to flip. Um, exactly, it was very close, and I think it'll probably be just about as close this year. Um, yeah, but yeah. Okay, so next question 
from Charlotte Independent Superfan. What is Jordan's status after the reckless and brutal collision caused by the Ottawa player? Uh, unfortunately, we don't know. It's too soon after the game. We typically don't get injury stuff until like Thursday of the next week. Uh, but we'll try to have that out on the next podcast. Cool. Hopefully he's okay. I hope it wasn't a concussion. Uh, yeah. You you mentioned that Chris said it might have been a blood thing. They couldn't, get, they couldn't get his lip to stop bleeding. I mm-hmm. hope that was it because that's a lot better than a concussion. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, uh, so hopefully hopefully Greg Jordan is okay. Yes. Um, also, I missed it earlier, but Jason asked a question. Jason Bailey, a.k.a. Yannick, or fanboy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said three goals off corner kicks are is Jeffries becoming Pulis. I will say which Pulis. Prince. I don't know what, what is he talking about, Pulis. He's talking about Tony. Tony Pulis. Yeah, uh, he's he's his play style is notorious for just scoring off set pieces and uh, being anti-football. Okay, there's one other question that I researched and want to answer from Jason too. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. It wasn't necessarily like a uh, talking Jack's question, but I'm gonna answer here anyway. Okay, so go for it. Do it. But um, he was curious the. If we played this well before and possessed the ball 42% of the time, yes, we have three times. Um, one's kind of a technicality, but um, the St. Louis game where Enzo came back last year. Um, I remember that. We that, won 2-1. to one. And we held on for dear life towards the end. <laughs> we had 31.7% yeah. of the possession. That game was not our best. Oh, my God. That game but was that terrifying. was one of those we needed to win, so yeah. we just did it however we could. Mm-hmm. I remember that game. Technicality, but I'm going to say it anyways. The OCB game we were talking about. The one where we won 3 3 1. 42.9%. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I was surprised by that too. The other game, one of the better games of the year, 3 1 against Louisville, 39.6% age of possessing. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of random games that the pages i couldn't find but i looked through the season and those were the the only ones below 42 percent that we had more than uh that we won essentially you don't you, may, you probably don't know this do you know what our average possession is uh last year for the whole season i can actually find that quickly uh, if you can't find it quickly it's okay yeah like do you just give me a ballpark like was it, it was like 55 54 50 between 52 and 55 i'll i'll guess do you one. think uh, it's gonna go down or do you think it'll remain in that same area because i think it's gonna go down i think i think it probably will based on this where is it i have it right i just here. think we're gonna play a more direct a little bit more direct style and we're not going to always control the possession like we did last year we had where are we at where are we at 54 percent was yeah. our average possession i think we'll see year. that drop closer to 50 this year yeah but that's a prediction after one game so sample size and all that yeah so, last question from Wesley Riley. Uh, we can't really answer it. I'm going to take a guess. But anyways, with Noda Brewing at the game as the official beer of Charlotte Independence, uh, why was there no Bandito at the game? It's the official Mexican lager of Charlotte Independence. Uh, I think the Bandito is like a summer beer. I, I think so. that's why it was not at the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they don't start making it till like around May, around Cinco de Mayo, that would make which sense. is my birthday. Ah, and I'll be in Mexico. So, it's the like all these things. Mayo. Yeah, so Wesley, I hope they get the Bandito out there for you soon. I hope so. Um, yeah, that wraps up all our questions, and wrap, pretty much wraps up the podcast. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we sign off? We're right at one hour fifteen, so we went a little long. All right, but it was fun. We got to talk about 
uh, we get to deep dive. We did talk about dive. tactics and all kind of fun stuff. The only thing stuff. I will say is that I've all but locked down a guest for the Toronto FC2 game that's coming up. Yes. Um, Way to go, if, Ben. If not, then uh, Zach Dyke is going to have to pretend that he knows everything about Toronto FC2. I mean, he would know more than we do, probably. He, it's, it's his civic duty as a Canadian to do it. It is. Speaking um, of, Canadian National Anthem. Yeah. Really good song. I like it. I good, always hum Really to good it. song. I like it. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes mm-hmm. um, or whatever podcast app that you use. If they take ratings and reviews, I don't think the one that I use takes ratings and reviews. So I don't, I don't think SoundCloud does either. I don't think they do either. But if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, I feel like you're in the minority. If I you are, if you, oh really? I do. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the SoundCloud podcast app. I mean, we won't go any <laughs> further than that. But that's you know personal preference type of thing. But if yep. you, wherever you listen to us, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, thank you for your support. We re- it really means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will talk to you all very soon. Yes. So if you have anything you'd like to say, you know where to find us, at Talking Jacks everywhere. Um, if you can't find us, I'm sorry. There's no helping you. <laughs> that, that's right. So signing off uh, for Ben and I, it has been a pleasure. Uh, and as always, come on, you jacks. Woo!